Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of My Two Cents, another episode of My Two Cents. It's Kenneth Thomas, your host, and today we have a special guest here. I, um, I think you're going to enjoy listening to him and uh, we're going to interview him and ask him some important questions. Um, a lot of you might be interested in this, especially if you have kids or even if you're in school yourself, high school, you might even be interested, but definitely as parents or just concerned uh, American citizens, you might want to know. Uh, some of the answers to these questions. Our guest speaker today is Mr. John Cook. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about him first. Uh, Mr. John Cook, he has been in education for 26 years or better. And he was an English teacher at a middle school and a high school level. And he also served as an administrator since 2005 at both middle school and high school level. He's currently an assistant principal in Radcliffe. No, I'm sorry. That's... uh. Rich, Richfield, I apologize, Richfield High School, and that's in Minnesota. I personally know Johnny Cook, and I know that I would say John is probably one of the most reputable voices on this, being uh, uh, in the educational industry for 26 years, an administrator, a teacher uh, on many levels, uh, actually getting his formal education in the Dirty South down at Alcorn State University and in Minnesota, so uh, uh, the northern part of our country. So I think he's somewhat, of my opinion, an expert um, to answer some of these questions that I'm about to pose to him. And uh, how are you doing today, John? Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you fine, man. I'm doing well. It's good, good to talk to you. All right, brother. I'm glad to have you here today. And I uh, just want to ask you a few questions. And uh, my listeners, they'll probably be uh, very interested to, to hear some of these answers that you give uh, to some of these questions. So we'll get started, uh, if you don't mind. All right. So let me ask you a question, Johnny. Um, with these um, corona scares and epidemics that's going around, everybody's afraid of what's going to happen to them and the loved ones. Although the curve has taken place in New York, New Jersey's numbers actually gone up. Things do look better uh, for the most part as far as the curve and, and the decline of people uh, going to the ERs and emergency you know, emergency rooms and, and seeking help. But the, the uh, fear is that it's still out there and what will happen when the country reopens and you know stuff like that. But what I want to know, and I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners I have want to know, and I have listeners in the Philippines, uh, I have listeners, listeners in um, Ireland, and the UK, and of course, many American listeners. Now, those other foreign countries may operate differently than America when it comes down to education. But I'm curious to know, was there some type of disaster plan in place um, for your school? And do you believe that's a typical thing for American schools to have uh, disaster plans that exceed uh, tornadoes and hurricanes and, and you know terrorist acts? So something like this, were you guys, I don't know this is a dumb question in a way, but prepared? What would you say? Kenneth, first of all, I can tell you there are no dumb questions. Uh, you know, you said I, I have been an educator for 26 years. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. This is unprecedented. And so, uh, and so to answer your question, uh, the schools were not prepared for this. I'll tell you uh, what normally happens. So uh, I live in Minnesota. And so in Minnesota, the weather... Uh, it's pretty severe in the winter, so it is not uncommon for us to miss a school because of snow days or cold weather days. And so what we have in place for cold weather days and snow days is we have uh, 
uh, every student in our school district and many schools across our state and across our uh, nation. Uh, they are assigned a laptop computer from the school. Students are expected to uh, take that home every day. And when there are, you know, they work from their computers every day in class. And if there's a situation where there's a short-term school closure where uh, you have a couple days uh, bad weather and the school has to be closed, uh, yes, we have platforms that are set up where teachers can, I'll just say, deliver curriculum. Um, they can uh, work with students to a, 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 to a limited level uh, to support students while uh, school is not happening, but, uh, but that's on a short-term basis. Um, as long as I've been an educator in Minnesota, about the longest we've been out of school because the weather's been five or six days. Right. Uh, we, have not, we have not had a situation like we've had currently. And uh, there's a cliche that uh, says that, you know, we are uh, flying a plane while building a plane at the same time. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, you today. got that right. Flying a plane while building, that's a good, good analogy. <laughs> so what do you think might be... Um, some of the psychological um, problems that some of our 2020 graduates may have, you know, because they're not going to get to graduate. That's that's unprecedented in the United States of America. The senior classes have graduated since the beginning of schools <laughs> in the United States of America. Uh, this is the first class, to my knowledge, and if you know different, please tell me. This is the first uh, senior class in America throughout our country that won't be graduating. And not, not, not only senior classes of high school, we're talking about colleges as well. You know, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm going back for a third degree and I should be graduating this year. I don't know if I'll actually be marching across the stage. You know, I, I know I'll be getting my degree. And so will the, the high school diplomas be given to the uh, high school students. But what do you think? The Look, I've, I've been through the graduations before. I'm, a, I'm an older guy. OK, I'm, I'm an adult. But these young high school students, what do you think of some of the uh, psychological uh, implications from the uh, effects of uh, Corona? Uh, the fact that they can't march? I think that uh, it is significant. Uh, it's a significant life event for our young people who across that stage. It's, a, it's something that we dream about. It's something that our parents dream about seeing uh, our, our, our children walk across that stage and get that yeah, and celebrate of course. that. It is, it, is, it is definitely a great day. And, uh, you know, uh, I can tell you right now, nothing is official yet in, term, in the state of Minnesota in terms of schools being closed for the remainder of the year. Uh, the governor has not come out and said that. However, uh, we are going to have to plan uh, that school will not be back in session for the remainder of the year. And so, yes, I think it, uh, I think that it is, uh, there are a lot of psychological factors at, at play, not only because of kids, yes, kids will miss the prom. You have kids who will miss uh, graduation. Kids will miss certain celebrations that are rites of passages that, uh, that they traditionally had a chance to celebrate. But even more than that, Kenneth, is that uh, kids miss other kids. They miss human interaction. And I, and, and I think that's the biggest long-term concern that we have to be uh, worried about. Um, you know, it's hard being a teenager. 
I think you and I can attest to that. You know, yeah, I don't that's know, right. Kenneth, if you told your listeners or not, but you and I are, are we are we are the best of friends. We're brothers, and we, we grew yeah. up together. And that's right. We were teenagers together, and that's right. uh, it, it, it's hard enough being a teenager. And we like to get on today's teens because they're so isolated because of technology, and um, and that is true. But there is nothing, nothing can replace human interaction. And so uh, we have students right now that are desperately lacking in terms of they miss their friends, right. and the support that they can get from their friends. They miss their teachers, uh, just uh, just the interaction with their teachers, the encouragement, the love that they get from uh, their teachers, and of course. If your students who are struggling, uh, who struggle at school on a daily basis, um, you know, we have support people who are able to reach out to our students and and to help them and and just just advise them uh, on on day to day issues that come up. So you have a lot of students who are more isolated than ever. Uh, yes, they see and talk to their friends, and yes, they. They see and talk to their teachers on a certain extent uh, on electronic platforms, but there is no substitution for human interaction. That's t- that's totally true uh, on all levels. I have a two-year-old son, as you know, John, and um, he talks now uh, about his teacher. You know, he's in a monetary school, so I know the average age to go to school in America to public school is five years old. But we have our son in a mm-hmm. monetary school. Um, as many other Americans, uh, it's a um, private school, and um, he, he he mentions his uh, his teacher. I want, I want to see my teacher, and, and the students will name some of the students by name. And I'm like, man, he he really missed them. You know, he's talking about them. We're having a conversation about something going on, maybe on a cartoon or just you know in general, just happening real time. And then all of a sudden, he'll bring in his teacher's name or, or bring in his, the students. He missed them. You're right. The interaction, that that human touch. That's one of the reasons public schools are still around. Online schools are great; it's wonderful. Another on online schools, but that's why public. That's why that's why you have this, the in-person schools still around because it's something you just can't get um, can I, can I, online. Can yeah. I, can, I, can I add to that? Can I, sure, sure, sure. Um, my oldest son is in college and he's an athlete, and um, you know, he takes you know he takes a number of his classes online. But even in that platform, you know, they take online classes because uh, they travel, because of uh, practice schedules, and sometimes uh, their athletic schedules conflict with with uh, in-person classes. So he's had to take a number of online classes. But even in that platform, you still have you have you have two. You have uh, your professors that you can check in with in person if you're struggling. You That's have uh, Tutor, they, they tutors, have right? That they can check in with in person if yes. they're struggling. Yes, yes. Okay. And so, you know, even though uh, he is, he takes, you know, when he's on campus, he takes a number of his classes online, especially during the season. Uh, he is still able to get support, the support that he needs, and he gets it, you know, uh, human to human. Well, he's freshman level university. Am I correct? He's sophomore, 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 sophomore. Okay, wow. They grew up so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, but that that is that is definitely true, Johnny. You, uh, John, I want to ask you this: What do you feel could have or would have made the process go smoother for these uh, students across America that's uh, suffering from the um, effects of Corona 
uh, keeping them out of their classes right now and from returning back to school at the moment? What do I think? Happen. Yeah, that, that would have made things a little smoother, made the process a little bit, you know, I mean, I, look, school's done a great job. You as a principal, you guys have done a great job there in Minnesota. Here in Georgia, our school's done a wonderful job. All the way down to, like I said, my little two-year-old school. People have pulled together and really done the best that they could, and the best has turned out to be pretty good, in my opinion. What do you think you know could have made it smoother, uh, if, if, any, if anything? You know what, uh, can it be? A lot of people talked about the public school system, uh, if not being broken, certainly needing a lot of support. Uh, we are seeing it, we need to see it even more so in an online pro, uh, an online uh, profile. But your students who struggle the most uh, when there's human human contact struggle even more when there's online because uh, because of the challenges that you have to engage those students. And so, um, just like many of the, the layers that we're seeing, that the issues that we're seeing that's happening in our society as it relates to, to poverty, the question is, are we going to, are we going to react to it? So, you know, uh, we need to be more strategic in terms of engaging our students, finding, finding different ways to engage them, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, in, uh, Using in terms of using technology, course, um, yes. you know there are a number of things that schools uh, could you know schools could have done. Um, um, we've got to do a better job of engaging our students and engaging our families and building those relationships so that our students can learn and um, and you know we can give them the support that they need. Well, you know what? Definitely a learning curve here. Definitely, and. Um, uh, it's predicted that it's a possibility this uh, virus may act like the flu. Everybody knows now it's pretty much worse than the flu, but um, that it may act like the flu and return next uh, season, you know, maybe fall or winter, next flu season. Uh, then it's also may not be like the flu at all. It may not come back. It may be done. This prediction will come back 10 years later. There's a book out there that uh, spoke on the coronavirus uh, and fictional and came out of um, the same area of China, and that's been a big conspiracy theory out there. The book actually exists. I actually uh, got a chance. My nephew actually bought the book. One of my uh, my uh, my nephew-in-law actually bought the book. and sent me the excerpt from the book that uh, that everybody's been talking about. So that's actually real. It really was written in a book, uh, and everything's playing out pretty much like it did in the book. And it said it left almost as fast as it came, and then it came back ten years later. Well, experts are predicting that this may come back ten years later, if not next flu season. What do you know? All I'm saying is this is a great learning curve. We should be totally ready for it when it comes back, if it ever comes back again. I hope it doesn't. Um, what, what, well, John, you know, I'd like to thank you. I appreciate you calling in and, and spending this time with us, allowing me to interview you and ask you these uh, important questions that a lot of people, you know, were curious about or may have been in the back of their mind or just interested in hearing. And uh, I want to thank you again, brother. And it's always great talking to you. Um, I, I believe you're one of the foremost experts on these topics, and I appreciate you and your time again. So thanks again for calling in, man. I appreciate you. And I'm sure my listeners Ken, do as well. Ken, I want you to know how much I, you know, I love you and I'm proud of you. And, love you too, uh, brother. You know, I know you and I have talked before about how I, you have such an important platform. Uh, there's so much misinformation that is out there, and there are actually people 
who are in high positions who are purposely giving out misinformation and I'm just so happy that there are people that are out there like you who are who are committed to giving people uh, correct information so they can make uh, good decisions. There are people that are out there that are making really ill-informed decisions financially. They're making ill-informed decisions about their health yes. because they are getting bad information. And the more that we get good information out to people, you can, you, you can literally save lives. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I Thank love you. you and I'm proud of you. No doubt. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, John. And, and that means a lot to me, brother. And uh, for all of you out there listening, I hope you enjoyed that with uh, John Cook. Uh, he's a uh, principal in the uh, in the um, Minnesota area. Uh, if you guys specifically want to follow Johnny or, or reach him, uh, Johnny, is there any type of way if they want to reach out to you, ask a question, any any way that they can reach you? Um, you know, um, I, I don't do social media, and uh, uh, you know, um, so. Um, if people would like to reach me, I'll, I'm happy to share my, my email address. And okay. so um, that email address is J as in Jim, R as in Robert, C as in Clock, Dot, D as in Vicksburg, H as in I, S as in at gmail.com again that's jrc dot vhs 1987 at gmail.com I'm happy to uh, to answer any questions your listeners may have uh, uh, and, and so yes uh, look forward to hearing from, from your listeners well excellent John we appreciate you man and come back anytime to speak with us about this maybe after this is over and your school actually has a graduation God willing this year uh, we'll, we'll sit back and laugh and talk about this and uh, and um, I, again I appreciate your input and your expertise on the matter and to all my listeners out there I hope you enjoyed uh, Mr. John Cook coming to speak with us today and I want you all to do as always take care of yourself and dream in faith this is Ken Thomas for My Two Cents signing out